Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What's going on, Raider Nation? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast brought to you by myself, Micah, and your, my partner in crime, Tyler. Tyler, man, how are you doing? Doing well. I uh, have... One person, a special guest this evening on Ooh. the podcast, and uh, she wants to give a little shout out. It's too late. It's already going. So she wants to give a little shout out to uh, Raider Nation. So this is my little girl, Kenzie. Kenzie, what do you have to tell the nation? The Raiders are the best and everybody knows that. I love right. it. Well That's done. Right. I think that sums it up. In 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 in, a, in the phrase, the Raiders yep. are the best, and everybody knows it. I love it. Thank you, Kenzie. Thank you so much. That is fantastic. Do, well do done. You, do Do you have any more? Do you, Do you have any other? Uh, anybody else need to give shout outs this week, or was that? Yeah, it? I do. No, I've got I've got a few shout outs. I promised people last week that we would uh, give some shout outs, and I just need to pull them up. Not a worry, Raider Nation. As always, you could find our podcast on just about darn near any kind of uh, uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So if you're Samsung, if you're Apple, it doesn't matter, man. We're on just about every format. Just search for Behind the Eye Patch in the podcast section. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Behind Eye Patch. Search for our Twitter handle there. Uh, and then also find us on Facebook. Yeah, we are still on the Book of Face, even though it seems to be slowly dying every day. We are still hanging in there. Just search for the group behind the eye patch, uh, that group on uh, Facebook. And if you want to be part of the show, shoot us a direct message, either via Twitter, via Facebook, or give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. The number is 208-557-9771. Give us a call. Try to leave your voicemail to about a minute, and uh, just just let us know your thoughts on whatever. Man, we got the draft coming up. Draft Tyler isn't like exactly four weeks. I can't yeah, believe that. Exactly that, a month away. That is insane talk. But you know what? Free agency has well, free agency's kind of calmed down now. So the draft is is starting to line up. Is starting to starting to come into our sights. So uh, give us a call. Talk about the draft if you want to talk about pass moves. If you want to talk about 2018 season heaven forbid or the 2019 season we would love that give us your thoughts you can remain anonymous we don't care man we just love to hear from you so give us a call shoot us a message however you want to do it tyler you got some shout outs for us this week my man yes sir and i'm sorry if i i may double up this week but we're gonna start or i might miss one but we're gonna start at uh Pub Shed, um, Restless Raider, Jim Brown, uh, let's see, Stoney, uh, 
at Stony 251981. Rodney at Raider Dangerfield. So Rodney Dangerfield's Raider uh, account is following us. Rog underscore 2AM, Bubba Bonilla, Paul Valencia, PC. You can find him on Twitter at PC4200. Raider Cannon. Now, Raider Cannon is one of those guys who sits in the black hole, um, and he's got like a t-shirt cannon. Pretty cool dude. Go follow him. Uh, Raider Nation 1231. Gorilla Rilla, Micah. Now, I know you know who Gorilla Rilla is, Ooh, right? Very fine. Very yes. fine indeed. And uh, you can follow him. He's trying to win the NFL 100. They have some contest going on. So go support him, fellow Raider Nation people, listeners. Uh, Kelly Decknicker, uh, Irish Raider, Pops at MOS0524. Uh, Walter Ozuna. Ted Theodore Logan, uh, Virginia Raider Mark, JJ, JJ Faust, uh, King Cerebral, Black Widow. She is also one of those uh, absolutely that uh, sits in the black hole and cheers us on. Uh, Sneaky Doggy or Sneak Doggy, uh, Venom Raider. He's back with a new account. Go follow him again if you if you lost sight of him. A little bit of a, a mix-up, some Raider uh, beef, if you will, going on this week. Uh, See, now bro- you got me hungry. You just mentioned beef, man. That yes. Is, now well, i got to go eat something. Okay, well, go get yourself <laughs> a steak. And uh, there's a good place in Boise. Never mind. There's some good steakhouses in Boise. <laughs> Lest uh, we digress here. <laughs> right. Brian Boone and come on, come on Board. It's an event board. Um, on Instagram. So all of those, I know that we split them up between a couple weeks. If I missed you, please forgive me. If I had you on here twice, please forgive me. But uh, yeah, anyway, that's uh, what we've got this evening for shout outs. Thanks to all of our listeners. Thanks for everybody that uh, commented on our Facebook page this week and people who sent me uh, private messages and, and gave us some shout outs on Twitter. We appreciate the love, the support and uh, go Raiders. Absolutely, man. That's fantastic. I, I I'm kind of been blown away. You know, this is the first season of the behind the eye patch podcast. This is our first off season together, Tyler. You know, we, we, we rode through the regular season last 2018 was our first regular season uh, launching this podcast. Now we're in our first off season. And you know what? I have found there's plenty of stuff to talk about. There's plenty of news out there. So uh, while the team might be in this offseason, we are not here at Behind the Eye Patch podcast. As always, it is family free, family free, <laughs> family friendly. We it encourage is, free is, families. We, we encourage free families. The podcast is also free. <laughs> um, yes, but it, it is. is. We try to keep it family friendly and, as always, political free because. Tyler, I know that we are a Raider podcast, and apparently, you know, we're supposed to keep it uh, a Raider podcast. I know that's kind of an, an odd concept in today's it is very uh, society odd. that uh, that you don't, uh, you know, people apparently don't want to tune into a Raider slash football podcast and listen to uh, political beef. So uh, uh, now you're I, making me hungry with the beef. <laughs> 
So anywho, always 100% political free, family friendly. So thanks so much to everybody who tunes in. And I've, like I said, I've been blown away at the support that we've had for our first, just, I mean, our first season. And we haven't even been at this for a full 365 days yet. And it's pretty cool to see how this thing's been growing. So we appreciate the love and we're going to keep, you know, just punching this thing out, man. We're, hopefully, hopefully it'll be hard on the heels with a, a good uh, a good Oakland Raiders season. I'm talking, you know, chasing some playoffs kind of a deal. Not, no more of this, you know, by mid October we're looking at the draft already kind of nonsense. I, right. You know that would that would just help everything. So yes, it would absolutely. And you know, Tyler, you know, we we gave the shout out last weekend, and uh, and this is kind of going to be our weekly thing. It's it's the drink of the week. Ah, the drink Tyler. of the week. Exactly, exactly. And once again, Tyler, I, I think it's undisputed. I think orange vanilla Coke is the yep. drink of the week. Is, 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 all in favor say aye. Hold on just a second, Micah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. oh listen to that. Folks, you hear that? Oh, that dude, is that's... the sound of victory and fountains of the gods flowing. Oh, and if you have not gotten yourself a can of orange vanilla Coke, the new Coke flavor... Go do yourself a favor. Go buy a 12-pack. Just go for the whole hog right off because you'll want a 12-pack. Yeah. Like, yes. don't – they've got, like, tall cans. The tall cans are pretty nice. Like, you know, for, like, game day, you want just something, you know, it fits well in the palm of your hand. Uh, yep. But but at the end of the day, you're going to end up, you know, downing two or three of those. So just skip the tall can. I mean – Maybe throw them in there for a little ambiance if you you know you like the right. short fat cans you know a little of that that tall lanky can next to the short fat can kind of you know evens things spread things out a little bit that's fine but go ahead and just buy the twelve pack as well because you're gonna want the twelve pack I am currently working through my third twelve pack Tyler what are <laughs> you on uh, I've gone through four twenty ounces and I've gone through a whole pack. And I'm just, this is my second one out of my second pack. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and so, so if, I don't know if my camera will pick this up, but, uh, oh, that is the sound of delicious orange vanilla Coca-Cola going into, now you guys can't see this, but a nice little fancy glass with, yeah. uh, with ice, got a little, got a little handle on it. Kind of something you might see, you know, across the, across the big pond in, uh, London, England. And I'm just slowly sipping this succulent nectar um out of this nice nice little uh i don't know kind of a pubby type glass here and and oh it's just it's good for every occasion and any yes, occasion is. so the unofficial sponsor of this week's podcast once again once goes again. to orange vanilla coke dude it's gonna take some kind of drink uh maybe just me getting fed up with it to uh dethrone <laughs> orange vanilla coke because like i said i this uh, this stuff is legit. It's definitely in the starting lineup. It's pushing for the starting quarterback role is what it really is doing right now for me anyway. Yep. I'm a big fan of a diet cherry vanilla Coke. Now, Ooh. if you can get your hands on that, you will live probably in Idaho and Utah, and that's about the only place that I have ever found it. And so when I go to Idaho, I stock up. Currently, I only have like one 12-pack left. So... Ooh. This is a great way to kind of, you know, mix it up and and I can get this orange vanilla coke. It's awesome. I love it. But then I, you know, I throw in a, a diet Dr. Pepper cherry vanilla classic fountain flavor and uh, I'm a happy man. Now so. now so so what drink can you only get in Idaho now? 
It's a Diet Dr. Pepper, but it's got cherry and vanilla in it as Ooh. well. It's and a canned beverage. And that's not where you're from. You can't find it in, in your neck of the woods, huh? No. I When I go up to, to Idaho, I go to Brolam's in Idaho Falls, and uh, I raid their shelves. Usually they have about five or six on the shelves if you can find it. And uh, it's becoming wow. more and more scarce like unicorns. Wow. So so if if you want to become Tyler's uh, diet, what is it? Diet Coca-Cola or Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper. Cherry diet vanilla. Dr. Pepper ch- Cherry Vanilla Dealer. Uh, get get at him on Twitter. He runs yes, Twitter. Sir. I run Facebook. And uh, maybe see if you can hook him up. Uh, because and you know sl- you know slap your own fee on the top of that thing because uh, apparently that stuff is in high demand in yep. Tyler's residence and it's hard to come by. So there's definitely a a, a money making opportunity there uh, <laughs> for for some entrepreneurial young spirit out there or old doesn't matter. Or old. Anywho, all right, well, we've we've done the the drinking uh, enough justice here, Tyler. Let's get to some football talk. Who do we got on this week? We, we got us a special guest, correct, Tyler? We sure do. This is our newest segment. We're, it's so new, we really don't even have a name with it. But I'm going to call it this evening, I'm going to call it uh, Building Building Las Vegas. That's, like kinda, that's what I'm going to go with. We have, um, oh my goodness, Naaman Jackson. There we go. I had to look up his name so I didn't mess it up. Naaman Jackson, he will be on this evening with us. His his Twitter handle is at OakLAVegas underscore R8R. Um, and he is going to give us um, some highlights of the building. He has a vlog. I'll let him introduce that to y'all. And, uh, yeah, he has a video blog of the building of the Las Vegas Stadium. And he's going to come on here and paint us a tapestry if you will, so that our mind's eye can kind of get a a vision of what the uh, the skeleton of the Las Vegas Stadium looks like, and then f- he's going to fill in the details as they start putting in seats, as they start putting in uh, all the the, cal- the fiery cauldron, um, all of those things. So he's going to paint us a tapestry f- so we can envision this grand, magnificent building that will not have. Uh, sewage flowing into the locker rooms <laughs> all right let's get right to it Raider Nation, we're really excited this week to have Naaman Jackson on the podcast with us. He is going to give us some insight on the progression of the Vegas Stadium. Naaman, man, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's another yeah. exciting moment for me, so I'm just glad to come on here and talk to some Raiders with you guys, and uh, as well as the stadium. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate your time. Dude, let's before we get started in all this. How did you get started in all this? Can can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and where yeah. the nation can find you? Yeah, definitely. Well, you can find me on Twitter I'm at Oakland Vegas Raider. Uh, that's how I pronounce it. It's uh, kind of I got it from that that Drake song, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, and I just kind of put <laughs> Oakland and Los in Los Angeles in the middle and turned to Vegas. So Oakland Vegas. Um, but yeah, you can find me at Oakland Vegas Raider on Twitter. 
I'm, I'm going to be coming out with my YouTube channel here soon to actually archive all my um, my blogs, but uh, you'll, you'll be able to find me there soon. You'll find that on my Twitter. But again, Oakland Vegas Raider. Uh, I'm from San Jose, California, uh, but I actually live in Vegas now, and I do a lot of traveling for work, so I'm there a lot. And that's how I actually was got the the opportunity to actually do it as a sitting around the house. I always see the stadium driving home, and I say to myself, man, I really want to take a good look at that place. And uh, took a drive out there one time. I did a, a video from the freeway, posted it on Twitter, got like 300 likes and like 50 retweets. And I was like, man, that's kind of cool. People want to see that's this. That's awesome. So that's yeah. what really got me thinking. So I went out there, did a, uh, a Twitter live video, and it just kind of went from there. And I just started doing it. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep this up. People are really liking this. So I just kept doing it. That's awesome, man, because I, I don't know about you guys, but I've heard a lot. I hear a couple of weeks ago, there was some rumors swirling around like, oh, they're not on track to get it done. Like now they could be in Oakland for another season. And then then like a few days later, reports are coming out like, no, that's not true. Everything's on track, you know, blah, blah, blah. So like for unless you're in the area or like yourself, I mean, you're driving by it every day. I mean, man. All I see are pictures every once in a while, you know, that somebody's right. taking like some, you know, aerial shots or something like that. So this is awesome. I'm really excited to see and hear about the progression of this because I I, I know I'm not the only person ready to get down there and get my rear in a seat and uh, and watch the Vegas Raiders uh, in 2019. Hopefully, as or 2020, I should say. I wish it was 2019, um, but hopefully it, that's still on track for 2020. So. Matt, let's just get right into it. How How is it progressing, and, and how's that looking down there? So far, so good. I mean, every time I look at it, I feel like there's a little bit more steel up and a little more concrete uh, laid down. Nice. It's exciting to see it go up. It's very exciting because, you know, being a Raider fan and watching the games here in Oakland, it's just you're not used to it. it coming from a Raider fan, you're not used to it. Even with a Coliseum in L.A., you're just not used to it. You've always had an old facility, and to see something pop up, something like this, something brand new in a city like Vegas – it's just it's really oh, exciting. Man. It's really exciting. But right now, what we have is just we have steel beams and a lot of concrete. A lot of their cores, or uh, as they describe as cores on their their little documentary they're putting up the Raiders are on their website you can find. And um, you can see those kind of structured archers popping up, cement cores popping up. And those you seem to be the stairwells to get up and down the stadium. And they're connecting the metal railing in an oval fashion. Looks like a looks kind of like a, a horseshoe from an aerial point and nice, okay. uh, one end is open that's where the the field will be rolling in and out and the other side is the end of the bull or the end of the uh, the other side of the stadium is where the retracting doors will be so wow. you'll just see basically four towers on the right four towers on the left and those are basically staircases you taking you up and down the uh, the stadium from all floor levels wow wow so they've got like so so kind of the 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 skeleton is coming together basically. exactly exactly wow. um if you watch the documentary it, it, it breaks it down really straightforward as far as them making their imprint inside the actual soil and then from there filling it with cement to create the foundation and then building it into phase three and phase fours as they describe it as the uh the structural steel and also the, the mechanical work so your plumbing your your wiring and all that stuff your 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 foundation with the structural steel and the foundation with the cement they're putting all that in now to kind of like you said the skeleton of the actual stadiums being put up three and four phases running together right now and they're doing an approach they 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 beat the drum with this in their documentary they keep repeating it and it's a um a design build so they're okay. the designers and the engineers seem to only be about a few weeks to a few months 
ahead of the builders. So they're there wow. on site watching the progression, seeing any type of uh, anything that goes wrong as the build is happening, and they're able to fix it on the fly. They also have digital imaging of the inside, laser imaging of the inside. So as a day's progression goes by, they can take images of it live if an engineer is not on site, and they can see the progression right there on their screen. It's that, pretty wow. cool. Yeah. Wow. That that's impressive. I mean, that's that's pretty neat. I didn't realize that, like, like you said, that they're like some just weeks ahead of, or sometimes a week ahead of what's actually being done. That seems really smart, though, because I mean, uh, you can visualize and you can put together, you know, a small scale model and everything like that. But you, I mean, I don't know anything about building a something of this magnitude. <laughs> But but I could imagine that there would be plenty of problems that would arise or unforeseen problems that would arise for something this large that as it's being built, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, we didn't account for, you know, X, Y and Z. So to so that seems like a smart plan to be able to to just be kind of almost one step at a time type of a deal, just just a little bit ahead and not 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 get too far ahead of yourself. So that's. That's insane. That is really cool. So so now they've got the retractable. You said there's a retractable top, correct? Not a retractable top, but a retractable door on the north end of the stadium. It's uh, The stadium okay. is technically northwest of the Strip. It's just right there, right next door to Mandalay Bay across the highway, and that would be the most southern end of the Strip. Okay. Looking north, and you can see all the hotels as it retracts the doors open. You'll be able to see Luxor, Excalibur, MGM. Uh, wow. What else is up there? As that it's was, going up Caesar's Palace, all those are up there, and you can see all those from that retracting window. Now, wow. when, that, when that window, can you see through the window, or only when the windows are are like retracted? That that's a good. Sense? That's a good question. They, I was looking again, uh, looking up some of the the lighting that's with the stage during the day is going to appear actually black. So it looks it's going to look like a really cool like silver and black like oval. And wow. during the next time when it illuminates, the lights from inside expose what's inside, and you can actually see the game from outside because it's just windows technically. Huh. So you can see the fan. It's like a, almost like an outdoor experience. The only thing that you have is the whole thing's made out of glass. The, the 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 roof is made out of glass, the walls are made out of glass, and you'll be able to see from outside in. The fans at least probably won't be able to see the field because it's sits a little lower than than the sea level or eye level, but right. you'll be able to see all the fans. That is way cool, and it it's at that north or at the north end where the cauldron will be. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, okay. that's pretty it, cool. They have it positioned perfectly to where it's just angled, pointing directly at the strip. It's the view's got to be awesome. Whoever's sitting on the home side in that back corner is going to be. Oh man, they're going to have a perfect view. So yeah, that, now that's my question because we're talking about either ends of the field, and obviously in Oakland, you know, is is. This is something that I've wondered. Is the black hole traveling to Oakland, or does it get renamed? I mean, do you, do you still have a black hole from Oakland to Vegas? Or no, do you, you have to do you? something different? You've got to you, have a black hole. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the fans' standpoint, as far as the individuals that actually buy their tickets in the black hole, I've noticed that it fluctuates because those, those ticket prices range and people – some people want to be down there and stand up for 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 four quarters, and some people <laughs> want to sit down. So I know people that have gone down there for a few season or two, and then got out and switched to another seat. But but I can tell you, people in the black hole are going to be in Las Vegas. Now, as far as yeah. them having a designated area, my understanding when I went to go again, I'm a I'm a PSL owner myself. I bought my PSLs just 
what a month ago three weeks three four weeks nice. ago so it took a while but I, you know my phase as far as the nosebleeds <laughs> that's where i'll be sitting that <laughs> yeah. took a while to get to me so but they finally <laughs> got to me um but when i talked to my rep she was explaining to me how they wanted to keep that aspect of the black hole nice but with a little bit of a twist so they're gonna have an end zone that is gonna be think of like the lower level bowl right because your 100 level bowl uh, everybody is going to be kind of lower than ground level, sitting down there and on the field. Uh, right behind the goalpost, there's going to be seating there for for crowds, so you'll be physically able to jump into a crowd after you score a touchdown. One of the guys will be able to at least. But that's technically not what the black hole is going to be. It's going to be the second corridor, where it's it's kind of weird. So you, you can see the pricing as well. So the, in the end zones, in the pricing for the end zones, what I saw. For the VIP people sitting at the fifty, they're paying seventy-five to twenty thousand dollars. If wow. you're sitting in the end zone, you're sitting, you're paying anywhere between you know ten and fifteen, and it's sometimes even a little higher. Wow. So, but when you jump one deck up, those people are paying like twenty-five, and Whoa. they're in the diagram. They, they you can see it on the the renderings everywhere you see it says black hole on that second level, and she says they want to have the black hole in this area on the corridor so they have easy access for standing and, and standing room because there's also going to be standing room there apparently. So there's going to be people that buying tickets just to stand. So this black hole experience might be a mixture of people standing and people sitting in their area, but they did move the black hole physically up a section. So if a player okay. were to be celebrating with the fans, they wouldn't be with the black hole. They'd, <laughs> they're technically with a different, uh, different crowd of people, I guess you'd say. Now, see, that's a travesty to me, and you know, <laughs> this may be a, ha a hot take, and I apologize if I offend anybody, but you, you're telling me that Gorilla Rilla and the Violator and all of those guys, Black Widow, they're going to be up in the second level standing, not down at field level. That's what, that's what I'm understanding. Is that right? If they don't want to, if they didn't purchase the ticket to be on the field in the 100 level, yes, they're designated as far as signage and what the rep told me, their designated area is going to be in the 200. So if they want to sit in the designated 200 area where it's designated as a black hole, they would have to buy those seats and not be on the field level. But, you know, these guys, I don't know what they do as far as careers, but these guys are lifelong Raider fans. They might right. spend the extra coin to sit there right there on the field and give it a completely different vibe. I don't know what they're expecting, but with that price, I feel like it, in my mind, with the blue collar type fan in Oakland, it kind of, probably push some fans out of that price range. So I, right. that's what made me feel like they'd get pushed up a little bit. That's right. a travesty. That's <laughs> my heart. Like, <laughs> I, I, ever since I can remember as a little kid, you've always got, I don't, the black hole people sitting down there. And that just, that kind of pains my heart a little bit. So I hope they shell out the coin if not, maybe we can put together like a GoFundMe or something and, and get them <laughs> down on the field so that the people can, the, the Raiders players can jump into the arms of Gorilla Rilla and, and, and the like. So I hope that that's, that's kind of sad. Anyway, I digress. I apologize. But so, so we've got the skeleton of the, of, the, um, of the stadium going up. Is it on time then? Is everything moving forward as, from your understanding? Is everything on the right track? So from the readings that I saw about two weeks ago, they had that report that came out that said the steel delay and they're going to be having delays right. in the future. 
And then that's about the same time I started my blog. So I started digging deep and reading more about what was in the past just weeks before and then what was coming on recently as in the few couple weeks that had just passed. Seems as if everything's fine. They did have a, a there was a possible not shortage, but a delay on the still that they're buying. I don't know where they're buying it from, but wherever it's coming from, uh, there was a possible okay. delay. But they seem to be fine. They said there's no no issues because with this design and build structure that they have, they can work on something else with what they have until that part or piece comes in. That's the way wow. they wrote it. That's what the, the articles are written as. And it made sense to me. And I, there was multiple sources that came out and kind of debunked that whole uh, delay on the building itself. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so maybe just some Chiefs fans uh, uh, stirring up trouble down there. Then. So, uh, so now let me ask you: Can can we throw you into the fire a little bit Ooh, and talk okay. talk a little bit of talk a little bit of the 2019 draft? Are you okay oh. with that? Oh man, I'm totally down with that. Yeah. All right, all right. So, so name it. Your GM of the Raiders. Pick number four comes up. Realistically, with what we're seeing and, and you know, kind of a lot of the buzz, I think uh, I, I honestly do believe Kyler Murray at number one. I do think that's going to happen. Uh, I think a quarterback, you know, and I mean, just historically, it always happens. But somebody's going to bite for a quarterback early, probably way too early as well. What What do you do with pick number four? Who do you take? Well, depending, we got the three three picks before you. Let's say Kyler Murray, or yeah, Kyler Murray goes first, which I right. agree with. I think he's going to go, and they're going to deal Rosen. Uh, the next two guys, in my mind, should be Keenan Williams, <laughs> and uh, after that, you, you have a, a toss up between Rush Bosa and uh, uh, I'm sorry, Allen Rush and Bosa. And uh, if if I had to make my choice as number two as the Niners, you'd probably take the high profiled Bosa. Who hasn't right. played for a year, but I would think he would still be the best player available at number two. I if agree. they don't take him, they take Keenan Allen. Or I'm sorry, Keenan Allen. Sorry about that. Uh Keenan uh Keenan Williams. Okay. Um, so that would be Keenan Williams and Bosa gone in the next two between the Jets and the 49ers leaving, who I think not necessarily is probably the best fit because of his size and what Paul Gunther has had in the past in his defense, but uh Josh Allen. Is it going to be available? And uh, in my book, I don't know why he's being talked about a lot. Don't get me wrong. Freak athlete for a defensive end, Montez Sweat. The guy is, okay. I like him. I like his build. I like his structure. I like his film. And and I like his well, combine doesn't really mean much. But as far as the athletic ability, right. he won't be running around in open field defending passes. He's going to be getting up the field. But he right. ran better. He he felt like, I felt like he had more bend when he did the cone drills. He just looked like a better athlete. So if it was for me, Sounds crazy. I would say Montez Sweat put it in, but um, because they like need the, it. because they need the defensive end. But if I'm going with my heart and being a and a fan, uh, the number one person I like in the draft because I felt like we needed a linebacker. We still need a linebacker. Even Burfix there, and I like Devin White. Devin White. It just looks like the man right now. So, those are my two guesses. Um, but if again, if if Josh Allen's available at four, I don't think anybody passes that up. Right, right. Now that's interesting, Tyler, because that's the first person that's come up with sweat there at four. That surprises me a little bit because we've had everything from we've had uh, Devin White at four. We've had folks on the podcast before come up and say, "Hey, I'd love to see Devin White at four. Um, my general consensus with that is, I feel like. I think White could be had back earlier in the first round. I'd like to trade out of that and maybe try to pick him up at like eight or nine spot. I don't know if that's possible. I do know there are a lot of quarterback hungry teams right after our pick. Um, 
But that's interesting, Sweat. That name being bantered around, I like it. I like it. And here's the thing, because allegedly we need a pass rush in Oakland because 13 right. or 13 and a half sacks <laughs> doesn't get it done in a season. So uh, I like I like the idea, though, of going for a pure pass rusher. I know Allen, we've talked about this before, kind of a rangy player. He can do it all. He He, he covers a half of a field really well. I mean, I like that as far as athleticism, but dang it, give me somebody who's going to get after the quarterback because that's what we need right now. I'm not, I hate it when we would drop Khalil Mack back to cover the flats. It was just like, that like makes no sense. I understand, you know, we're sending, you know, a different stunt, different linebacker blitzes and stuff, throwing off the quarterback, but dang it, that's not what he does. Give me somebody who's just for two or three downs, all he's going to do is get after the quarterback. So uh, sneaky name to watch there then at, at uh, perhaps that four pick, or maybe even if we dropped back for, you know, if a quarterback hungry team moved up and wanted that four position, maybe he could be had a little bit later in the first round. We'll see. I, I would love for the Raiders to trade back from that four spot. If in all honesty, sweat seems like a, it seems like the best ideal. They call him an edge guy, defensive end. Uh, and then you have Josh Allen. He's an edge guy. If they were to be okay with trading back, then I'd be cool with it. The only person I feel like they need to draft if he's there, Bosin and 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 Williams. If either one of right. those guys fall to four, you got to take them. But right. for the most part, if you're out there and, and it's you're, you're looking at Allen, you're debating if you want to take him at, at at number four for an edge guy that probably wouldn't be a specific fit for Paul Gunther's multiple defense. I'd say I'd say trade back into you know the the early teens or something like that. Get a late first round or get a mid first round and like another third or a second later on, and that'd right. be, that'd be that'd be ideal. Because in all reality, I don't think they walk out of this draft with no more than eight to nine guys, and I feel like that's a lot. You, you, okay. you get six draft picks. They've had they have three firsts. You got to utilize all three, right? So right, right. You know, you're, you're left with about five, four, five, six guys after those first three rounders and. Uh, First three first rounders, and uh, you know, I, I feel like they got to utilize those picks. There's still a lot of free agency happening too after these first wave of cuts as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, sorry, Tyler, do you you want to go for the next one? Uh, I don't really have a question, but my I was talking with Micah today, and I think there are some some people that are sneaking in the background. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Josh Allen end up with the Washington Reds or not Josh Allen. I'm sorry. Uh, kid from the quarterback from Arizona, Rosen. Rosen. There we go. Rosen mm. ends up in Washington. I would not probably Washington. That would be my guess for probably like a second round pick. Or I've been telling Mike and we talked about it a little bit last week. I could see Miami uh, moving up in the draft, and I think and I know that the Jets are are also they're you know, throwing out that we'd like to trade back. And, you know, it's all smoke screens. We're a month away today from the draft. And so everything right now is being is that's thrown out is smoke. It's, you know, we're trying to do this and really they're not. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me to see two quarterbacks taken in the top three picks. Like it just wouldn't surprise me at all. I think Arizona does take Kyler Murray, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, was kind of like sent out a tweet today. It just kind of reminded me of like somebody drooling over a donut. Like just, he's, <laughs> he's just gushing with uh, praise for Murray. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. They ship out Rosen, uh, like, like we've said before. 
And so I, I think, in theory, Williams and Boza could be sitting there. And like, like you said, man, I, I don't think you can pass up either one of those guys, even though, you know, we have Hall, we have Hurst, and, and Mike and I were talking. I think those two guys are two guys to watch this year. Um, Hall being healthy all offseason and both of them being um, just forces inside. Seems like that, that could happen this year. So even if Williams is sitting there, I'm taking Williams. But if he's not, then yeah, you got to look back and maybe somebody like Miami wants to trade up and grab a Haskins in front of uh, the Giants because the Giants have done so far the most research into Haskins. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think there's a real possibility that they do trade back. And that doesn't bother me at all because then we get a third. I would hope we'd at least get another second rounder, maybe next year, and a third rounder um, plus the first rounder that we would pick up from that trade. And that wouldn't, that wouldn't bother me at all. And I don't think this goes into another topic. I don't think we're getting fleeced on those trades anymore. Like, we've seen some shrewdness this offseason from Mayock and Gruden, and that's nice to see for a change. Instead of giving up, I think last year we dropped back and we picked up, like, that third rounder that we traded for Martavis Bryant and everything like that from the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, I just I didn't think we won that trade. So trading back is okay with me, but I think if Williams, Allen, or Boza are sitting there, that's who I'm going with, long story short. Now, I'm going to ask you, who's the best quarterback in this draft? Because I'm going to tell you who it is, but I want to hear who you think. <laughs> best quarterback in this draft? I mean, I'm probably going to go with Haskins. He looks like the best quarterback, but then I was just watching the pro day for the guy from uh, for Duke today. He looked okay. I mean, but all-around talent, it, it ha- I think it's Haskins. I mean, Murray's a freak, but I, I can't draft a 5'9 quarterback. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, and not hear me now, believe me later, sort of a thing. But I'm telling you right now, Will Greer from West Virginia is going to end up being the best quarterback from this draft. I'm just telling you, I just just sock that little nugget away, Raider Nation, because I've seen this guy play, and I like his attitude, and I like the way he throws the ball. And I'm just, he's flying under the radar right now. And a lot of hype on Haskins, Murray, obviously. But uh, my man out of West Virginia is not getting a lot of love. And I'm just telling you right now, somebody's going to pick him up, maybe second, maybe third round. I, 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 th- I think it'd be tough to see him fall out of the second round for all the teams that need a quarterback this year. But uh, I think whoever picks him up, that's going to that's that's my dark horse candidate. That's the guy I'm rolling with in this draft, because it's kind of like March Madness. You never pick the guy who everybody likes, because for whatever reason, it seems like it doesn't work out oftentimes. So I'm going to go with that. No, put him on the shelf. Don't give me Kyler Murray. I'm not saying pick Will Greer with the first overall pick. I'm just saying when he gets picked here in three or four years down the road, when we look back at this draft, I'm I'm telling you, Greer from West Virginia is going to be the guy left standing. And people are going to go, dang it. Can you believe this guy was taken late in the second round? That's insane. I'm just, just hear me now. Believe me later. I'm, I'm going out on a limb. That's, that's what I see in my crystal ball for this, this draft. I don't like, I wasn't a huge fan of any, a lot of the quarterbacks in this draft. I think in the next two drafts, they're going to be quite a few decent quarterbacks in those drafts. But um, 
I'm just saying, man, Will Greer. Will Greer's the guy. So now on that topic, let's stay in the first round. Obviously, we just got rid of Jared Cook. That was a bummer for me. I was really hoping we'd keep him on. We had quite a bit of money. I'm looking at the deal he got now, though. Sound, you know, I'm guessing probably Oakland stood their ground. I'm guessing they had a deal. You know, I'm sure they had something for him. He's able to go out and get something a little bit better. However, fortunately for Oakland, there are some pretty solid tight ends in this year's draft. And having three picks, I think at 24 or 27, there's going to be one of those guys, either Hawkinson or uh, uh, Fant, I think are either or is going to be there. Who do you like and why? I don't know if you've looked at them or looked at much of them, but is there is there a particular one you'd rather have? I'd rather like I'd rather have Hawkinson. He he just looks like the better athlete and okay. um, who looks all around just like the best tight end out there. Um, I yep. did look at that briefly. Uh, it wasn't it wouldn't be my. It's funny. I, I think that would be another position they had address in a free agent position with right. a veteran. But as far as drafting a guy that early in the first or that you know that early in the draft in a in a first round position, it would be have to be Hawkinson. He looks like the best talent as far as what the the professionals are saying, the experts are saying. He looks like the best guy at tight end, and he they have right. some guys up there. Man, I saw some. I'm not a big mock draft guy at all, not by no, by, I by a long shot. <laughs> but I saw I saw a couple out there, um, and they had him in the top t- ten, top twelve, going right, really right. early. And I was like, man, he must be he must be the man. Watch some of his highlights. Looks pretty good. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's a solid. He's one of those players that like you, you. You pick up a guy like that, and he's he's contributing significantly his first year. He's not one of those guys that like you know we'll bring him along, and you know within a few years he's going to be you know have a solid role here on the team. He's one of those guys that I could see Oakland picking up, and like it's immediately you know it, it's it's week one he's scoring touch. So I like and his athleticism. I think that's the reason why you pointed it out. I've watched that and it's like, man, this guy, this guy's all over the field. This guy's rangy. I mean, this, this is, this is the kind of player that I want for car when he can't go over the top to AB or JJ Nelson or, or Williams. I, uh, I want this guy coming, you know, across the middle or in that, uh, in that seam route, you know, for car to hit, because boy, we, that was a fun connection. And that's, I, that was one of the big reasons I wanted cook back because he was such a safety blanket for Carr all year long last year. And to kind of lose that, um, I mean, I love having Antonio Brown on the team. I think, I mean, that's kind of a high-risk, high-reward kind of a deal. I can see that paying off big time, but I really was hoping. I mean, Carr's got a rapport with with Cook, and I was really hoping to see that stay in Oakland. Obviously, not going to happen, but I like it. So, um uh, and I think we put this poll out really quickly, Tyler, before I let, before I let you take over. Put this poll out on Facebook, and I said uh, at the 24th pick, if if let's pretend fantasy land here, and it could happen, if Metcalf or Hawkinson are both there at the 24th pick, Raider Nation, who would you want? And 60% out of 136 votes actually went with Hawkinson, which kind of surprised me because I know Metcalf is kind of the big name. Obviously, He's, I mean, the dude's a freak as far as in his size, stature. Uh, the only thing that worries me about that a little bit, and I don't know about you, Naaman, but I feel like kind of these pictures and his and like his physical frame have maybe built him up more than what he actually is. And I don't, you know, time will tell, but that worries me a little bit. I feel like he's all of a sudden kind of just taken off with with 
And obviously, I mean, when you run the kind of 40 that he did and have the kind of, you know, combine that he did, some of that's definitely warranted for sure. But I'm a little worried with just uh, how many games did he play last year? Five? He didn't uh, play many. He did not play many. That's the like, difficult yeah, five. And, and five. So so that worries me a little bit that, that I feel like we're kind of putting the cart before the horse a little bit with Metcalf so that surprised me to see kind of the Raider Nation felt felt the same way that no let's go tight end with Cook gone just because Metcalf has just been such a huge name and I've, I've seen people going oh he's a top like six pick and I'm going okay <laughs> that seems a little crazy to me but I, I don't know we'll see if the hype's real or not but uh, I, saw, Tyler. I saw a mock draft with Metcalf to the 49ers at number two jeez Louise that's, that's insane that is nuts Another, I, hope, I mean, I hope it happens because that means like go. Bolson and Williams are going to be there. So right, yeah. And uh, so another couple names that I like to throw out: Irv Smith, the tight end from uh, Alabama. He's kind of got a similar build to Jared Cook, and I think he blocks better. And we've talked about that before on the pod, Mike, about a better blocking tight end. Like we've got Lee Smith who blocks, and we've. And, but I like somebody that can, you know, do it all. And that's why I like Hawkinson out of all of that group. I like him the best. I like Herb Smith. Another name to watch, I think probably around round five, six, uh, is Josh Oliver. He's a tight end out of San Jose State. Uh, he is, oh. He's 6'5", 249. And he probably could put on a little bit more uh, muscle on his frame. And, and my guess is, I guess it depends on who, who teaches the tight ends, but you could teach a guy how to block. He, he does run routes mostly. Uh, he was a pass-catching tight end at San Jose State. Right, San Jose State? Yeah, yep, that's it. That's it. And uh, so I think people can learn how to block. It's whether they want to or not. And I've seen, going back to Hawkinson, I don't know if you've looked at any tape on him, but when he blocks, he freaking pancakes people twice his size. Like he takes he takes DNs and he he pancakes them, and I like that nasty streak. Um, but that's another name to look for too is is Josh Oliver late late rounds. Um, some news on the running back front. I don't know, Naaman, if you've heard this or not, but Isaiah Crowell is supposed to visit Oakland uh, on Thursday. Looking at looking at our stable of running backs. Right. So now under contract, we have Richard. Uh, we have DeAndre Washington. Uh, and is that it? Is that all we have? Keith yeah. Smith, the fullback. I think that's all we have under contract right now. I can't think of anybody else because Martin is a free agent. Marshawn is a free agent. Here's the interesting thing, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Naaman. Say you draft somebody maybe in the fourth round as the Raiders, as a running back. Mm -hmm. And Marshawn Lynch calls you and he's like, all right, coach, I've got, I've got one more good year in me. And you're sitting looking at a stable of Richard Washington and a new running back that you just drafted. What do you tell Marshawn Lynch? After I just drafted a guy, I'd say, come on, we're going to need a veteran. I can't give the ball every down to Jalen Richard. I can't give the ball to DeAndre Washington at all. Thank you. Thank um, uh, I forgot one, and I'm surprised, Micah, you didn't catch me on it. Chris Warren the third. 
No, oh, I, man. He, I know well. he's on there. Yeah. I just know he was on practice squad. But I, yeah, I'll get to him in a minute. I love Chris Warren the third Rage Nation. I, I, I'm I'm Jack. Okay, so good. Let, good. Yeah. So let, continue. So let, let's say you've got you've got Chris Warren the third. You've got a new draft pick, and say you've got DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. Do you what do you, do you say yes, Marshawn? Come on, or are you in the camp that says Marshawn? No, thank thank you, but no, thank you. I would I would bring him on. For me personally, I think I think they would bring him on too. Um, being that they're so close to the end in Oakland, he had a decent season last year. Yeah, and uh, I think I think he can come and do that same that same thing. Thing is, if he's sharing the backfield and he's splitting three hundred touches with another running back, he's not going to get five hundred yards. But I still think I still think he's gonna be productive in what they ask him to do, unless they're trying to get an every down guy or convert to someone like a in the past, Charlie Garner, where they can he can stay on the field for run plays and pass plays and Tyrone Wheatley. You knew that guy was either pass blocking or he was getting the rock. So I don't think I don't think he's looking for that uh, in a in a running back as far as having to have a guy that does both jobs, but if they asked him to come back, I think he'd come back. I, I hope they don't, personally. I want them to move on and um and, and draft another guy. I actually have a couple of guys that I that I like oh, in this no, draft. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there. Who yeah. do you have? I, I want to know who you got at the running back position in the draft because this draft, in my opinion, is is mega big. I mean, big. It, I feel like yeah. I feel like stacked with yeah. running backs. Who do you and like? wide receivers? Wide receivers too. There's a lot of talent out there. A lot of skill players. Um, and, and with with two, I think three tight ends that we were just talking about. But if we had to go with running backs, I'm I'm looking for a bell cow kind of guy, a guy that's gonna tilt the rock every single down and can still catch the ball out of the field you know, if you had to throw it to him. Someone like, oh gosh, someone that in more recent days that's not the best, but can still get it done, like an Arian Foster or like a Demarco Murray, a big guy that can tilt the rock. But yeah. it's durable enough to you know be able to catch the passes as well and stay on the field. Uh, the person I like the most is is Miles Sanders. Um, he's only five eleven, and he's only like two ten. Two. He's he's not that heavy. Uh, but as far as being the most explosive and how easy and effortlessly it looks like when he runs and how smooth he looks, it, I, I like the way he plays football. Um, but if I had to go with a guy where it's like, okay, this is my big guy, uh, and I like the way he runs, I like his acceleration and how he you know gets up inside the hole, I'd have to say Alexander Madison. Guy's out of Boise State. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's my hometown. That guy's good. That guy's good. And I, it took me – I had saw a couple of, uh, you know, um, Mountain West games here at 7 o'clock late in the afternoon, but I never really paid attention to the names. And then when they started talking about them again, I was like, yeah, you know what? I kind of remember watching him play. They show all the good stuff as far as highlights go. And he, he looks spot on with what they like in Boise, the Doug Martin, the, uh, right. the Jay Ajayi, you know, the yeah. big frame, shorter guy, but he's still a battering ram. And I, I like that aspect of him. He, he, I think he can tilt the rock every down. And, and uh, like I said, Miles Sanders, both those guys I like a lot. Madison's, Madison's knock is his top end speed. He's and not so fast. If, he's if you're not. okay with not having a good top end speed, breakaway speed, then yeah, I, I like Madison. And I, I'm biased because I'm a Boise State fan. I'm from Idaho. And so, uh, yeah, I like Madison as well. I know Micah has a couple people. I like uh, Henderson out of Memphis. I really like him. Okay. He, he can catch the ball in space, and he has burning breakaway speed. Uh, also, I, at, at Memphis, he was an every-down back, not just a, a pass catcher. So 
But he also kind of, tight on that too. He also he took the ball out of the shotgun, and yes. that's what we've seen the Raiders start to you know go to is a car handing off out of the shotgun. That's what Henderson did in Memphis. So that style of play matches what Oakland's looking for. Now, I think, though, for for that pick, and I'll, I'll let you continue talking, Tyler, but I think I would be surprised if he's there in the fourth round. I think he's a third-round running back, maybe high high or bottom of the second round. Um, but if he's there at the, in the fourth round, man, I think you got to pick him up. Anyway, Absolutely. go ahead. Well, I, I, I love Henderson. I love me some Henderson. All right, yep. Yeah. Me too. I like Henderson at a yes, yes, Micah. And uh, so moving on from that, uh, yeah, Henderson. I like Henderson. Uh, the other guy, I like Sanders too. Um, and there was one other guy, and I I lost his name. The Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery from Iowa State. But I think he's probably second ish round is usually is where i'm seeing him go and i'm no professional by any means but that's where i've seen him go is kind of in that second to third round now if we move back and pick up a third rounder we're back in the game or you know so we've got that as well but yeah i like henderson but i like madison i like that pick too so yeah that's what do you awesome. think Micah? yeah no i think that's great i think that's one of the things the running back position is really uh, and, and I'm with I, I'm with you, Naaman. I I love Marshawn Lynch, and I love him for the city of Oakland, and you know hometown and all that good stuff. But I, I do think it is time to move on. And I know that that is probably going against maybe about seventy five percent of Raider Nation. <laughs> um, but but I you know when I'm looking at it, I, I don't think. DeAndre Washington, I don't think he needs to be on the roster next year. Uh, I don't think Doug Martin uh, – Doug Martin, if – if I don't know what it is with that guy, but every other every other game he fumbles twice. And it always seems to come, like, during – like, points in the game where it's like, okay, if we score on this drive, you know, we go up by two scores with three minutes left, and it's going to be great, right? And he will fumble the ball, and the next thing you know, it's tied or we're losing by four. And so uh, he's just like really untimely with that. And that was just, uh, again, homegrown Boise State. I love seeing him come in, but dang it, just he cost us some just really costly fumble. So I, if he's out the door, that doesn't hurt my feelings as well. You know, I like Jalen Richard, but kind of the same thing. That dude has some real issues with with hanging on to the ball. And, and I think for out of the backfield – you know, if you want that top end speed, I think you got to keep Jalen Richard. And obviously, Oakland is now. They've got him under contract. He's ready to rock and roll. But uh, uh, I, I, th- this is going to be really interesting to watch how the running back position unfolds for Oakland this year because uh, uh, we talked about it. Chris Warren, the third man, I I watched him at Texas. I've you know watched him during the um, preseason, and I think this is going to be one of those guys, kind of like. Um, well, Hurst isn't exactly a uh, uh, no-name player. I think he's going to come on even more in his second year. But Chris Warren the third, that's a name to watch for because that if you want to talk about Bruiser, I mean that's that's a guy. If you want to bring Marshawn Lynch back, have him you know run under Marshawn Lynch. Have Marshawn Lynch show him the tricks of the trade because I mean he's one of those guys that's always falling forward, always picking up that extra yard or two to after contact and. Uh, uh, I just Raider Nation, keep an eye on the young man because he's he's one of those guys, you know, got set off to the side, had minor knee surgery during the during the season to get that repaired in the in the idea that hey, this is gonna, you know, we're gonna pull him out 2019. We're gonna hopefully showcase him. So 
Oakland's got a conundrum, I think, at, at the running back position because, you know, now without that third pick, without that fifth pick, now that could still obviously get picked up again. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe you maybe you skip the running back running back uh, position in the draft this year and go uh, and and you know fulfill other needs with the idea that let's bring Lynch back and then go running back next year. But honestly, the running back position is so heavy this year. You could probably pick up a really solid back you know, in the fifth or in the fourth round, maybe even later than that. So um, it'll be interesting to watch. Moving on, Naaman, there have been, obviously, there are, there are big positions, you know, it's like, okay, we're got to get a defensive end. We got to get a linebacker. We got to get cornerback. Let's pretend uh, for whatever reason, I don't understand, but everybody has us. I've seen like three different mocks. Now we're taking Drew Locke at number four. We're taking Haskins at number four. Let, let's. I think that's nonsense, in my opinion. I could see us drafting later rounds, perhaps a quarterback. Um, I, I, I think that's a very real possibility. But in the first or second round, like, let's be real. I don't. I, <laughs> I, I would be blown away. Let's put it that way. If that happened, so let's take quarterback out of the out of the equation. Is there a gen? Is there a consensus pick? A, a position. That that everybody's saying, oh, Oakland, I feel needs this, needs this, needs this, and it, and with one of those four picks in the top thirty-five, that you think, no, they don't. No, this is a position I don't think they need to address with with that pick, with with one of those top four picks. And do you have a reason for it? In all honesty, no. I think they need to to address a lot of things on this team. This <laughs> this team's far from far from being complete. Um, I'm trying to look at it and see if there was a position group that I would be okay with if they didn't right. address it in the draft now would... i'll give you an example one of the ones i've seen i've seen us taking uh josh jacobs running back with like the 24th pick and to me like we just oh, talked I about the running back one. position Alabama. I, I yeah if we don't if we don't take a running back in our top four picks i'm not going to be crying now if we don't take a defensive end or somebody that can get after a quarterback in our top four picks yeah i'm going to be pretty upset but as far as a general consensus like we need a running back if we don't get one in the, with in the top thirty-five picks with one of those four picks, I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. I'm not gonna. I'm not too bummed out about that. So anyway, that's my pick for that, for for a position that that a lot of people are saying we need. But if we, I think no, no, I'm cool. We don't. That's not a pressing need. Yeah, that might be the one. That might be the one. Uh, everything else seems to be very urgent in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Then defensive tackle, obviously. Defensive tackle, I think we're pretty stout at that. Obviously, we've got a lot of yeah. depth. Um, but your linebacker group might be a position where I look at him like, you know what, with Cabinda, perfect to hear. It seems pretty, it seems pretty good. And the depth that they have with Wilbur and the other guy, I forgot his name. Morrow. They got a lot of, they got a lot of, uh, depth and, and, uh, and Markel, Markel's still there though. So yeah, that helps yeah. out the special teams as well. So I'd probably have to say if it wasn't running back, I, I'm gonna go with linebacker. I'm gonna say linebacker. I like it. Tyler. Middle. Um, same question to you, man. Is there is there a position that you, you're okay with skipping, taking quarterback out of it? Tight end. Tight end. Oh, I'm okay, skipping tight end. I like it. Got I like it. Me, my blocker. I've got uh, Paul Butler, who put on about 50 pounds of pure muscle in the off season. I don't know if you guys have seen him, but he looks like the huge Hulk. And <laughs> uh, and I've got Waller. And if I can keep Waller from getting that third strike on the drugs, I think you've got a player in Waller that could uh, come in, probably run routes 
just as good or better than Jared Cook. And he probably could put on a little bit of more weight, a little bit more weight as well. So if if they don't take a tight end in the first four picks, I will not uh, I will not fret. I'll put it that way. Okay. That, see, now you're going to catch heat for that, Ty. I can tell you that right now because we just lost Cook. And you'll catch heat from me at the very least because I think we need a tight end. And and if, if Hawkins is there and we pass on him at like 24 or 27, uh, we better be getting like a ridiculous pick. Like 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 Farrell, like the defensive end from Clemson better still be there. We pick him instead. <laughs> That'd be about the only way I'd be like, okay, that, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So, Naaman, man, we really appreciate your time. We're not going to let you get out of here, though, without okay. answering – one of life's pressing questions. Now we come up with this for all of our people that we have on the podcast. It's just kind of a, a fun round table discussion. Usually does. Well, actually I don't think it's ever had anything to do with football, Tyler, if I'm not, not mistaken. And yeah. it's, it's always off the wall. So here, here's pressing, my question for urgent, you. Urgent yeah. But questions, but, life yeah. altering and changing. Yeah. Okay. We need to know. Maybe. So my question for you, this, for this pod, totally out of the blue. Who's the most overrated pop artist that you would hear on the radio today? Overrated today? Yes. Do I have a time range like the last 10 years, we'll say? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. So somebody who, like, you're going to turn on the radio and, you know, within the first, like, 30 minutes of listening, you're probably going to hear one of their songs on the well, radio. I say 10 years because I have no idea who would be on the radio or pop today. <laughs> I, I think go back to, like, 2010. Uh, hey, that, that's fine. Uh, we, we can work with that. Uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, oh man, I never liked Kesha. Never, oh, I, I like it. Oh. She's she's a little too whiny for me. I too, like too, it. A little too little valley that valley accent in her voice. The valley yep. girl accent. I like. You know, mine is Adele. I don't like it. Adele is always like, kind of just like something's always wrong in her life, and she's kind of a sad <laughs> sob story. Like every day, like it's just <laughs> morose. And like complaining, and I'm just like, stop it! Like, there, are, like, do you have any upbeat songs? Because everything's about like you're leaving me, somebody that like, cheated on me, and <laughs> life is terrible, and and she's got that you know that low voice and like kind of far off singing, and it's just like, gosh, I, I don't like. I'm a pretty upbeat, happy person. I don't need that those kind of vibes in my life. So you know, Adele, you can you can go sling a rock. So that's mine, Tyler. So so we got Kesha, we got Adele. So we got like all female artists now. Now I'm feeling kind of bad about this. Tyler, you get the same question, man. Who's who's overrated right now? Oh, I I'm kind of in the same uh, conundrum as Naaman because I honestly don't know. <laughs> The last time I listened to the radio, <laughs> I, in all seriousness, I don't know. Like, I, I'm always listening to, like, a Killers CD or Queen or uh, Imagine nice. Dragons or, you know, things like that. Those are kind of – I just keep those CDs in my vehicle. And there's You still a, listen to CDs, oh, huh? Yeah. How old are you? Like, I'm, do I need uh, to send you some re- – like, I've got cassettes, man. You want some cassettes? I, 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 do, have a, I, do, I do have a cassette tape player in my UK. <laughs> I do have a cassette tape player, uh, but no, I love CDs. Like, I, 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 we'll get into that another day. That's another another topic for another day. Yeah, you're not getting out of this question. I'm still, we're still waiting. Can, can I go with uh, like Harry Styles? I think Harry Styles is overrated. He used to see what was that boy band group? 
that he that they used to all be in. Um, God, me, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is it is it like a punk rock? Is that what you're talking about? No, it's it's pop. It's uh, he's what's the name of that boy band group? And I know there's people yelling at me right now that are going to be listening to this. Uh, they were from England. What in the heck? Okay. Oh, 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 the boy band. Uh, the popular boy band. And were they brothers? Um, not Hanson. I'm not thinking like the 1990s. No. Uh, hold on. So how far back have you gone? Because I'm not as old as you are. So uh, One Direction. Um, are you? One direction. Okay, okay. That's it. I had to look it up. Yeah, so One Direction. And I, they have some, like, they have some people that have gone off uh, and started their own careers, and they're all overrated. they all terrible. So One Direction fans, I'm sorry. I hate them. I don't like that music. So there is, you go. Is it just, is it the British accents, or what is it? I can't hear accents in music. I, I don't know about you guys, but when I hear music, I don't hear any accents. And so it's very true. It's, very true. it's, it's, uh, it's not them being from England because I love Queen and they're from England. So it's nothing against the British. I, uh, I don't know. I just, I've never liked One Direction. I, I just kind of have hated them, I suppose. That's fair. That's and fair. So. A close runner-up. I'm going to catch crap for this one, but I never liked Beyonce. I I never liked her as a singer. Anyways, wow. So there's another one. There's a hot take from Tyler. Beyonce oh. is my runner-up. <laughs> wow, wow. You, you, I can tell you right now. Yeah, you are going to catch. Those are two. Those are two. Those are two hot ones right there for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I also oh, well, so, hot takes. That's all I'm good for. <laughs> getting so we got piled up and angry. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So, so One Direction, Kesha, and uh, and uh, Adele round out the top three overrated pop artists. Radio Nation, if you call in or give us a tweet for the next episode, we want to hear from you. Who is your overrated contemporary? Or you can dig back or go deep into the vaults like Tyler does since he's like 85 and uh and pick out somebody who's who's overrated from back in the day when you were young so we want to hear from you but name and man we really appreciate you coming on thank you for the updates we are going to get you back on here if hopefully as long as we didn't scare you off we're going to get you back on the podcast again we want to hear about what's going on we want you to be able to tell the nation what's going on obviously you're doing that already but for our listeners we'd love to be able to just keep getting your name out there and keep getting uh getting the word out what's going on for somebody who's basically kind of got boots on the ground there. And, um, and uh, we'll need to talk either before, right before or right after the draft. And we want to hear your thoughts on who Oak picked and, uh, and, and what, what you think about how, how the 2019 draft went down, but man, we appreciate your time and thanks so much for coming on the podcast with us today. Awesome. Hey man, appreciate you guys having me. I am exactly that. I'm going to be your boots on the ground your eyes and ears on Twitter to help you guys see and visualize this stadium. A lot of people don't know what Northeast Southwest is when in, in, in correlation to the stadium, but I'm going to bring that to you guys. And hopefully, again, I don't know much about this stuff either. I'm just looking at steel and cement and I'm just, you know, people are blogging about that. I'm blogging about my Raiders. This is who I want right. to talk about. This is who I want to see play some football. This is exactly who I'm excited about, but I will bring you guys as much as I can go down there, try to rub you know elbows with some people and meet some people. Nice. I'm going to do some pretty off-the-wall stuff. I already have some stuff planned as far as uh, 
what some people like yourself or myself can do while in town when you come to a Raiders game. Because I think yes, of, I'm thinking of like putting on full on walks where people are leaving, you know, MGM, New York, New York, Luxor, Excalibur area and walking back down towards the stadium. Like it's only about it's probably about a mile. It's pretty far, actually. But <laughs> I, maybe from the Luxor. Luxor is a lot closer. They're gonna be. They're gonna. They have to set up some stuff inside. That's gonna be pretty cool. But I'm looking up some stuff where we can find uh, some cool venues and, and areas that I like to go to, and maybe put it out there in my, in my videos. Just tell people this is where you need to be. This is where you need to go before a game. It's walking distance, and I'm gonna map all that stuff out for you guys and try to make it exciting as possible. Dude, that is awesome because because for me, and I, I have nothing against Vegas, but I've never been to Vegas before. So when you're talking about stuff like, I, you know, when you say oh, pointing, you know, like I said, you know, southeast or whatever, like. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So that helps me when you say it's looking directly down the strip. Okay. I know what the strip looks like. Okay. That's cool. Like I, I can visualize that. I can understand. Wow. That's going to be an amazing view from yeah. the stadium. I mean, that's, that's going to be awesome. So we really appreciate that. Once again, though, where can we find you on Twitter? Correct. Do you have Facebook or is it straight up Twitter? I'm only on Twitter. I got rid of Facebook about six years ago. Can't stand it, but <laughs> so I'm on Twitter again. That's so Oakland Vegas. Right? Who's the old one, Micah? Uh, <laughs> sorry sorry facebook that's yeah. that's you and you you come at me about my age yeah well i was oh, late man. to the facebook game man i, I just kind of like the office yeah. i never i never i like i'm like five years behind on everything but anyway man where, where can we find you on twitter again it's gonna be oakla vegas raider that's o-a-k-l-a vegas underscore r-a-r Raider Nation, go check him out. Do yourself a favor, and then you can keep up with uh, what's going down in Vegas because the Raiders are moving there, whether we like it or not. It's it's happening. So, Naaman, man, thanks again so much. We appreciate your time, and uh, we'll have you back on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, see you, man. Take it easy. Raider Nation, Naaman Jackson, once again, go give him a follow on Twitter. We really appreciate his time. Man, Tyler, that was fantastic. And again, like for somebody like myself, who who is excited to go to Vegas for the first time, excited to go see the Vegas Raiders, uh, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome insight and information to be able to follow that for the next well, shoot, year and a half, a little over a year and a half now going on because, uh, man, it is right around the corner. If everything yes, it stays is. on I'm track. Excited. I've got to start yeah. saving more money. Yeah, you do. Start saving money because he's telling me ticket prices for sitting in. Now, and I understand those are season tickets. But uh, uh, for sitting in some of those places, I'm like, good grief. I, maybe I was a little ambitious in my uh, seating ideas. and maybe <laughs> Maybe I, too, will end up in the nosebleeds. Uh, with everybody else, but still enjoying uh, having the time of my life because I am pumped to go see uh, the Raiders live. And by that time, man, we should, I mean, uh, I, I knock on wood, but the Oakland Raiders by 2020, I'm thinking should be a pretty dangerous team, uh, not only in the AFC, but in all of NFL, at least. Uh, Five that's first my hope. round draft picks in the next two years ought to do something for that team. That would that's that would be my understanding, and allegedly. you know I want allegedly my I was really curious to hear about his Montez sweet sweat 
pick yes. at number four. I'm going to have to go check out a few more highlights of him because he's kind of flown under my radar. I mean, I knew he was probably a first-round pick. He was probably going to go mid-first round, but I didn't do much research on him because, you know, if Oakland does trade out of that fourth pick and let's say we drop back to 9, 10, 11, something like that, maybe that's one of those guys we pick up and maybe uh, I need to get myself psyched uh, for perhaps picking up a player like that. Well, if, I know, uh, I know he there. was – yeah, I know he was on the uh, – the team right he was on Gruden uh, on the Raiders team that they drafted at the senior bowl wasn't he or did they just have Uh, the opportunity to look at him from the Uh, I can't remember exactly I can't remember I want to say he would they had the opportunity to look at him but I'm not positive he may have been on the other squad with their 49ers coach but I because I don't remember but I know that during the senior bowl week when they were coaching that and everything they they got to swap players one day and uh he was right. he was somebody that they definitely looked at and today I don't know if you've seen it or not but uh Gruden and Mayock both had kind of some pressers down in Arizona that they talked about um you know the team needs and everything like that I didn't hear Sweat's name but you know that that may be somebody that they that they consider at that spot or consider moving back and grabbing is probably what right. would happen. That would be my guess. That would be my guess. And, and, you know, another player, I thought it was interesting to hear him say it because I feel like maybe I've been the only one so far, at least to kind of come out and say, hey, and I'm not the only one, but a, a, a rare group of people, a small group of people to say that, look, I don't mind if Marshawn Lynch isn't back. Now, I know, Tyler, though, you'd like to have him come back for one more season, correct? I want more a year of beast mode. And I, I like it. I, I just, I'd like to see him have a full year, a good year, and go out like not just lighting a a a blunt from the torch. I'd like to see him actually right. play in the last game. Right. And I, uh, I, you know what, I would love, I'd love like a Beast Quake 3.0 because yes. we have Beast Quake. Beastquake 2.0. How about a 3.0 in the silver and black? You know, that would be the way It'd to send It'd only be out. fitting, wouldn't it? Like a beast right. mode 3.0 diving into Gorilla Rilla's arms. Like that, how much more, how much more of a perfect ending could that be? Right. You know, shedding like five tackles on a, on his way to like a 58-yard touchdown run. You know, uh, that would be Jumping into that the would black be the icing hole. on the cake. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Right. That would be that would be I mean obviously you'd go probably, you know, he'd go with the grab on his way into the end zone and then Preferably up and, he would. Yeah, and then he would jump into uh, you know, the waiting arms of guys like uh, Gorilla Rilla and uh uh who's the the violator the violator that's right <laughs> black so, widow yeah. all those people all, and they deserve right. that i i really do i Absolutely. really think they deserve that you know the hometown hero let's get him a good last year let's you know i don't think he'll want to move to vegas but who knows he might but uh i i think one last year i'm hoping for one last year with marshawn Today, Gruden said the door is always open for Marshawn, so it sounds like it's definitely a possibility. Um, and so they're going to kind of see how the draft plays out is what what I'm hearing. But, you know, count me in as the 75% that want to see him back. I like it. Hey, man, no, no hate from me for that. Uh, especially when we have the likes of uh, Isaiah Crowell coming into town. To I visit. don't it's like, no, like no, that. Uh, 
Yeah, no, no. I give me give me Lynch all day over Crowell. Like, oh gosh, what? I hope, man. Yeah, I really now, and we're a long way from the season beginning. Right. So there are some of these guys that I know we've brought on that I'm thinking, you know, well, we'll see. Right. You know, yep. but uh, but Crowell's one of them, man. No, no, thank you. I yeah. don't know about how you feel, but I no, that's like, how I feel no, too. I'm it's good. Like, it's like I I don't think we need him there and I, you know right i'd right rather now, bring doug martin back than I'm, have i'm Crowell. right there i'm right there with you this this is something that in in the off season sometimes we get way too riled up and that's i'm guilty of that i'll be the first to admit that because right now we're not building a 53 man roster we're building a 90 man roster to cut down right. from now we bring in some of these guys, uh, JJ Nelson or even Vontez Perfect. Like we said last week, there's no, there's no guarantee that the man is on the roster come come game day. Now I do think he makes the 53 man roster because Paul Gunther was quote banging the table, uh, getting uh, the Raiders on board, and so. I think Burfick does make it, but there's no guarantee that a guy like Crowell would come on and and make the team anyways. So there's that. 90-man roster, not 53. I like it. I like it. You know, and that's, the, you know, he's going to be back, right back there with uh, Reggie Nelson, you know, brothers together playing in the, uh, playing on the defense for Oakland. Hopefully not. I just, man, we're, uh, and you know we we missed out on Iloka. You know he's gone. I, who he went to the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. I'm bummed about that because in the last pod he was visiting, and I was really hoping for that signing. But alas, that does not come to fruition. So uh, uh, hopefully, though, Reggie Nelson will not be with us next year. Uh, we can only hope. Anyway, so <laughs> please, please don't curse us. <laughs> Knock on wood. Uh, anyway, Raider Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with us with another, for another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. As always, we appreciate the love and the support. Go find us on Twitter at Behind Eye Patch. Find us on Facebook at Behind, not at, there is no ad on Facebook, Tyler. Behind no. the Eye Patch. Search for that group and, um, uh, and give us a follow. We really appreciate it. We will follow you back. I think. We about followed darn near everybody back. Yes, we do. We, as, we long, love, as long as they have like Raiders, uh, anything Raiders about them, a right. profile pic, a, a banner picture, a uh, uh, something that says Raiders fan, I I follow them back. Uh, I just I, I I'm just we're nice like that. We like to follow people. So right, right. As long as it's not like some account from overseas that has like an obscure picture and the name is you know you can't even pronounce the name and you're like yeah i'm sure this isn't a robot account at all right you know kind of a thing trying to weed out the trolls weed out the robots so but also one thing that i fail to mention every time is if you like the podcast it means the world to us to hear back from you but on itunes you can go and give us a review and though we liked that looks good, um, you know, for people that are looking for Raiders podcasts. When they see our listeners' reviews, that really helps us out as well. So if you if you like the podcast, if you're a fan, you have some extra downtime, 
go give us a review on on uh like the the itunes the the podcast itunes thing and uh that helps us out a lot spread the word yeah absolutely absolutely we've gotten a couple reviews and we've so far five star tyler so we're i feel like we're doing a pretty solid job we got to keep that five star rating though man so it's just got to continue to get better we had a phone call from birch this week and we didn't we forgot it oh birch brother we forgot called in do we do we need to get a phone call in here let's just do a real quick just you know let's just yeah let's just fit it in tyler let's see if we can fit him in okay i'll i'll see if we can fit it in can you dig it, dig it, sucker, GM Tyler and GM Micah, how we doing, fellas? Got a question for you. This is Birch, obviously. Um, with free agency still in full effect here. And the Raiders looking like they're going to be the Raiders of old, going after speedy wide receivers and nasty defenders. Do you guys, as pretending GMs, still try and make a run at Ndamukong Sue? I know he's still out there. I know we've looked into it in the past. I know he's a little bit of a more of expensive free agent, but do you guys think that he would be a good fit and bring that nastiness back to our defense? Keep up the good work, fellas. All right, Birch, thank you for the phone call this week. We really enjoyed it, and we haven't heard from you for a long time, but we fit you in. And, uh, Micah, what do you think? Uh, Ndamukong Sue, do you sign him or pine him? You know what? I like who we've got now, Hankins. I like, uh, uh, you know, Hurst, PJ Hall, obviously. Uh, you know, unless he's cheap, uh, and, and unless Oakland doesn't uh you know unless we don't get a defensive end i i just say you know what i i i'm good i'm good i'll pass i'll pine i'll, pass. Like, I'll pine him yeah i'll pine him because i again it's it's unless it's like a unless it's an uber good deal uh, and it's like well why not i'm i'm cool i i like who we've got i like the young players we have right now and uh like like we mentioned you know with uh Naaman jackson a defensive tackle to me Unless, you know, Williams is there isn't a huge need for Oakland. So I'm I'm cool with passing on Sue. But you know what? We'll put we might put a poll out on the old Facebook and see what Raider Nation has to say about that. But Courtney, Birch, thank you so much, man. We appreciate the uh we appreciate the question. Yes, we do. So that brings us to the end of this episode finally, after we uh fit Birch in there. And yes, uh, they, sorry about that, Birch. We we I uh, totally spaced we, it. I I yeah. uh, I take full responsibility. I owe you like I, I, a, and I will, a twenty ounce. I will put that on Tyler's shoulders. All right. Uh, I know he that's a hard does. thing for me to do, but uh, I will uh, I will lay the blame at Tyler's feet there. Next uh, time as... I see you in like six months, I will buy you a uh, vanilla, uh, orange vanilla Coke. How about that? There you go. What a fitting gift, too, by the way. What a fitting gift. A, a gift for every occasion. Yes. I can't stress this enough, Raider Nation. Anyhow, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed the pod, and we will see you in the next episode. Just win, baby.